0: Greetings, blessings, and good vibes to you, beautiful, wonderful podcast family. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you're doing tremendous. I am sending you all of my well wishes, good vibes, prayers, positive energy, and support your way to you, to your family, to your friends, and uh, everyone that you know and are connected with. We've got a awesome episode of the show for you today. We're talking about the path to freedom with the California State Assembly. We have Matthew Dakin, Nancy Kramer, James Sonoma, and Michelle Ford on the show for you today uh, from the California State Assembly. Uh, this is a very important episode, especially for the Americans, but also from around the world because we touch on a lot of important things, a lot about freedom. So we talk about the 12 canons or assumptions of law, the UN Document International Covenant of 1966, the health freedom movement, uh, what law stands for, uh, why our rights are given by the creator, Emperor Justinian. We talk about uh, all caps language being sign language, Bouvier's law dictionary and Black's law dictionary and how the courts use an actual different language in their society. Uh, Geneva Bible being the land Bible and the King James being the water version and also like um, that being uh the contract on the planet because the queen swears her oath on it so it's very fascinating stuff we talk about the population or more accurately the depopulation agenda why ignorance creates fear and so much more. This is an incredibly powerful episode that should be shared as far and as wide as you can. Now, recently got booted off of YouTube, and now the RSS has been attacked um, extensively. So it went from 30,000 downloads last week all the way down to um, a few hundred per episode. So it's insane the amount of censorship. So it really requires you to share this um, in personal messages on Telegram. That's the last spot you can probably get um, un- blacklisted, uncensored episodes, shared in emails, do what you can to get the word out because it is not getting out there. If you post it on Facebook or anywhere else, you're gonna have to put uh, different codes in it or, or something like that because it's gonna get shadow banned and not shared. So if you wanna support this, please share it as far and as wide as you can to your network, to those who are awake and even to those who are sleeping. Give us an opportunity to wake people up because um, you know there's only censorship when they don't want this truth getting out there because it's very empowering stuff. Um, you can also leave a review on iTunes. Who knows if that even helps anymore? You can find me over on Odyssey. If you go Odyssey, Matt Belair, you're going to find me there. Best thing to do is just go to Telegram because all the links are there as well. And um, the best thing to do to support the show is three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. That's obviously the most important thing that you can do at this time. Three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. And for those of you guys who want to go through some some training, overcome fear, step-by-step system for really connecting to spirit, to knowing your life purpose, to how to navigate these challenging times, you can go through the Soul Compass course, the Quantum Heart Hypnosis audios are so perfect for these times and you can apply to come into the atomic alchemy coaching group and you can join as my guest in a client call Um, if you just go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching learn a little bit more about you this is really designed for these people who want to be planetary game changers who want to make a difference here who want to make an impact who want to live in integrity get aligned with spirit and learn all of these peak performance tools, uh, that are necessary in high conflict, high stress situations, which we are in to be productive, to be helpful, to be, um, s- of use to our community and that's like when you're at war scenario which is my background martial arts and understanding combat you know it's it's a very challenging scary situation so we need to be able to stay cool calm and collected so we can be supportive so we can be useful so we can carry out our duties and help as many people as possible so if that type of training appeals to you go to mattbalear.com forward slash coaching check out soul compass or quantum heart hypnosis so that's it let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive into this really profound and important episode Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing, take in a deep breath in through your nose, hold that breath, and let it out slowly, filling every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, inspiration, courage, and ready to enjoy this absolutely phenomenal episode with the California State Assembly. Hello, and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are currently overcoming extreme censorship. If you want to support this show, please go over to mattbelair.com and become a member. You can do so by donation or even for free. And most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guests are members of the California Assembly, It is one of the 50 states reconstructing the the United States government based on the organic law at the creation of the United States of America in 1776, which we have vacated since the Civil War. All those resting their head on the land and soil of California are encouraged to correct their status from U.S. citizen, a fictional corporate debtor, to state, national, lawful men and women Welcome to the show, Matthew Dakin, Nancy Kramer, James on Sonoma, and Michelle Ford. Good evening.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having us.
0: I'm so excited for thank this uh, episode, and I got to thank Paula Pratt for putting this together, for connecting me to you guys. She's doing amazing work. There's a lot of people really coming together looking for solutions and in my own journey it seems like law are the solutions because it seems they keep taking our rights away but then when we understand the law that's actually not what's happening it's this misunderstanding of what's going on some people say it's changing the benefits and privileges package and so as we're looking at all this happening we're, we're looking for solutions so i'd love for you guys to go around um share a little bit about yourself and, and talk a little bit about the assembly so i'll start with you nancy
2: well, hello, I'm Nancy Kramer. I am currently one of a team of California coordinators. And uh, I come to the assembly through uh, the political realm, trying to solve the problems politically within politics. And it doesn't work. If you try it, it doesn't work. Um, my my experience with with becoming a state national, even that term, I'm not, really sure about, but it's been a process. It started in 2005, 2008. I stopped paying income taxes because I couldn't be part of the destruction of the Middle East. I didn't understand it and I couldn't do it, so I didn't. I just righteously stopped. Um, By the time it was to 2017, I did understand the language and the glossary and I pulled myself out with paperwork in the de facto and it wasn't until December of this last December where I I found the assembly. I found that we were actually organized and assembling and I was all in immediately, both feet.
3: So amazing.
0: Love that. Well, <laughs> welcome. Welcome, Matthew. Do you want to introduce yourself?
3: Yeah. Thanks Matt. Yeah. I'm Matt Dakin. And I've been with this assembly a little over a year. I've been going down all kinds of rabbit holes searching for the truth for many years. Um, no subject untouched, because I'm interested in the truth in all aspects. And over the last few years, I really started kept hearing about Admiralty maritime jurisdiction, trying to figure it all out. And for about maybe two or three years, I've been studying some of Anna's stuff, along with some other people that were saying the same kind of stuff. And then, you know, a little over a year ago, we started having actual meetings that I, I found out maybe they were before then. And, and so I got involved and I met James, he was a little before me. Um, on Anna's stuff and been been here ever since. Um, everything that I've seen to this point, just it rings true. And, and I realized through Anna, really the importance of status that was a missing piece from all these other um, groups that are out there, good patriotic groups that are trying to get, you know, a moral society back and rule of law. And this is what I have found to be the missing piece is people don't realize what has happened to their status over the years and how we've been diminished down to corporate entities from the men and women that founded the country to us being basically corporate entities at this point. And it was all by design. And so, um, yeah, I'm, so that, that's what got me here. And, um, and so that's it. Awesome. Well, welcome. And just for
0: clarity, can you, what's Anna's last name? I'm not sure who you're speaking about.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. She was, she, it's Anna Von Wright. So she, this, okay. this, this is all her, the, her she would the, the put this together, the founder of this. Oh,
0: wow. Amazing. Cool. All right. Uh, well, Michelle, Welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Matthew, for having us on your show. Um, my name is Michelle Ford, and I am the Los Angeles County Coordinator. And I'm also a co coordinator for California, along with Nancy. And um, I, you know, I was part of the health freedom movement because my oldest daughter was injured by her vaccines in the early 90s. And, uh, you know, after we lost a, a historic bill in California called SB 277, I was hellbent on figuring out what the heck happened to our constitution because it wasn't there in any of the court hearing, any of the hearings at the Capitol, when we went up there to fight for our rights. And, um, my state Senator at the time was on one of the committees and she said two really, really important things that I still remember to this day, as, as if it was yesterday, one of the things that she said is you guys are just people and it was like wait a minute isn't this a government of we the people because all through school that's what i learned you know that was what made america special was that this was a government a ground up government of we the people so that was like number one the first affront to my cognitive dissonance okay and then um another thing that she said was you don't own your kids and it was like of course we don't own our kids. They're not property. That's weird. Like why would she say something like that? And it was really clear to me that she knew something that I didn't know. And so that, you know, that was back in 2015 and it started my journey on trying to find find our constitution because I all through school, like I said, there was I had not a shadow of a doubt that we had a unique government It was of the people that I had unalienable God-given rights. I had a right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. I had a right to free speech. I had a right to assemble, right to a redress of my grievances. I had a right to, uh, you know, my guns. I had a right to a number of things, including parenting my children the way that I see fit. And um, so, but I kept bumping into this idea of, you know, a free national a free national American, but it was like sovereign citizen, this sort of oxymoronic terminology, and I kept stopping because I heard these horror stories about people losing their livelihoods, going to prison, getting their you know homes taken away, their assets stolen, and um, so I kept kind of retreating from this idea, and then Nancy contacted me and uh, very poignantly said, "We are assembling," and it was like. Bingo. That's what was missing. Not just the fact that people needed to become uh, free Americans again, but that we needed to assemble and restore our original Republic. So that's what got me here. (laughs) So thank you, Nancy. (laughs) Um, And thank you, James and and Matthew for your great work too. And that's it for me for now. Thank you.
0: Beautiful. Well, that's a powerful story, and I'm I'm glad you're you're leading the charge. I think a, a few people actually in Canada are doing that as well. They've had um, a fight in the health system, and then they were trying to figure out what the heck is going on, and so it led them down the path of law. So welcome. And, and last but not least, James on Sonoma. Good evening, everybody. My
4: name is James on Sonoma. Uh- here with uh, Matt and Nancy and Michelle and Matt, <laughs> two Matt's, that's interesting. But anyway, uh, I started out um, going down or realizing that something was wrong. You know, there's something what's wrong and I couldn't put my finger on it, but it wasn't how the ideology of America growing up, in my mind, uh, you know, 4th of July, apple pie, Chevrolet, you know, that whole thing. and uh, And it disappeared. And um, there's something's going on, and so I started like a lot of people, going down rabbit holes, chasing rabbits. And I read the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, which was written by uh, Edward G. Griffith, and he explains the um, the financial reserve. And once you realize that the financial reserve, the monetary system, that rules over people's lives um, and controls them, uh, and you and you discover that it's gone on throughout history. And once they manipulate the money supply where they tax it and then they use inflation to control the people, that the people can't have any savings and they can't, and they lose their property, which comes down to the communist manifesto of no private property. So you see that the, the troubles are is that the government, if you will, I don't really like that term, but people working in the government have come up with these plans to rob the people of their land and their wealth. And something had to be done about it. So I went down a lot of different rabbit holes, uh, pretty much all of them, I guess, and uh, came to the point that you need to solve the situation by realizing who you are. Correcting your status, if you will. It's not really correcting your status because you were always alive. You always um, were a man or a woman. You just forgot who you were. And you forgot your rightful position. And you do a little bit of research and you discover that what's going on is that you were converted at birth through a birth certificate type fraud system where they, you know, identity theft, created a corporation. You took ownership of this corporation instead of being the beneficiary of it. uh, You became the trustee responsible for its debts. You have a debtor side in the public. Unbeknownst to us, we have a private side over on the private, which is the, where the, living, breathing men and women live. And in the debtor side is where all the corporate fictions live. And never the twain shall meet when you start discover law, land, air and water. When I first heard that the word law meant land, air, water, the three different jurisdictions, another, you know, no pun intended, but it blew me out of the water. I was like, that's pretty cool. And that kind of got me down to etymology, the study of words and how we're entrapped into foreign jurisdictions by not understanding the languages. And so they've manipulated the languages um, and they didn't teach you that words may sound the same, but they may have different meanings. And so that's why there's several different dictionaries. You've got Bouvier's Law, you've got Black's Law, you've got Webster's, you've got Canon Laws, you've got, you know, which are ecclesiastical type dictionaries that uh, um, don't have any of, but I'm, I'm sure they exist. Um, And those are the three different jurisdictions. So once you start putting your mind together and going, wow, we've been tricked through language. Um, We've been dumbed down. And so when you start realizing the different languages and you can you realize what jurisdiction you're in by recognizing the language. Or the wording or the grammar that they're using. And that takes you on. Okay, now you know that. Well, then you go, okay, now you can recognize which jurisdiction you're in. Now you can read that law or those um, you know, codes, ordinances, whatever, when you're in those different jurisdictions. Okay, now you know what you're in and now you have a way of fighting it. See, when you're on the ship and you're trying to fight something on land, it doesn't work, right? You're in another jurisdiction. So trying to operate across jurisdictions I'm not sure what the term would be for that, but it doesn't work. So either, so what we discover is that we've been mislabeled as corporate fictions our whole entire lives. We've been clinging to that. We didn't know the difference. Once you recognize the difference, you can correct your status and now you can start operating as a man or a woman on the private side. Once you have the private side knowledge, now you have your rights that we were given by our creator. Okay, on the, pu- on the public side, you may have civil rights, which are basically privileges that can be taken away at any time. When you're on the other side, on the private side, those are your unalienable rights given to you by God, which no one can take them away and you can't even give them up. They uh, trick you into giving them up through their presumptions and assumptions when you trapped into their foreign jurisdictions. Uh, anyway, with that, <laughs> I yield, let somebody else talk.
0: Uh, thanks James. Yeah. You know, my, my law journey is just beginning and I've come across a lot of that information and the importance of correcting your status and the unlawful conversion that goes back to the Vatican. And for step one of this is like, okay, how the heck did this happen? What is going on? And dissecting that and then it's moving into the solutions and so for some people they might want to learn a little bit more about what's going on so they understand behind the scenes but most importantly it looks like you guys are working on those solutions right for correcting your status and what the average person can do because you know the work of Alphonse Fagiolo and uh, Christopher Gronsky doing the state national as well, um, is showing people the solutions to kind of step out of that jurisdiction, you didn't even know you were in. And so the first thing I'll ask you guys is, you know, what is the American state's assembly and, and what are they trying to accomplish? Well,
4: basically, once you've corrected your status and you know who you are, you become an assembly member.
0: <clears throat> Whether
4: you sign up or not, you're automatically one of the people. Until you recognize who you are, you're a US citizen, which if you look up the definition of a citizen, it's a corporate fiction. Okay, it doesn't exist in the living, breathing world. So what we do is... Right now, most of America, if you will, the United States of America, the 50 states, are mostly U.S. citizens. In other words, they're all employees of the corporation, corporate fictions. Once they realize that they're people and they can correct their status and come over to the other side, then you're gonna see lots of people, Americans, U.S. nationals, if you will, and you're gonna see very few U.S. citizens. U.S. citizen, if you look up the definition, is actually a foreign territorial subject. It's not even part of America or we the people. So when you realize who you are and we populate the land with enough of us, okay, that recognize we the people, then we're gonna be able to make a change. So our assemblies are trying, in California, um, all of us are part of the California assembly. Um, We have 58 counties. We need to get all 58 counties with people in them, not U.S. citizens. So uh, we're, Nancy, the coordinator, and Michelle, and, and I'm coordinator for Sonoma County, are all trying to get our other counties populated with a coordinator, which means someone in the county that will answer questions and help people with their paperwork to correct their status. Basically, that's what we're doing, is trying to populate the state. Are you okay? Populate with anybody people. else want to chime in? <laughs>
0: populate with. Yeah, okay. sorry, James. I muted Jagged. <laughs> Go ahead. I said populate.
4: Yeah, I said to populate the state with people and not U.S. citizens, which are employees on the citizenship. We want to get them off the ship and onto the land.
0: Yeah, and does this make sense? I'll just throw this out there for clarity. What people don't understand, like in Canada and the U.S., I believe it became a corporation. that corporation all the people are basically debt slaves so if a farmer has a cow right then it's like birthing another cow well like when we birth a human you have the birth certificate that gets traded on the you know international stock exchange and then that debt is to the imf and that's essentially what's going on is that somewhat accurate
4: well they're not going to admit to any of that part but basically that's a rabbit hole you can go down basically what you want to do is realize you don't want to be a u.s citizen And that's the label of that corporation that's created under your birth certificate. If you look at the birth certificate, it's got two dates on it, right? The date you were allegedly born and the date that the corporation was registered. So by looking at any birth certificate, certificate it's on 30 pound watermark paper. It's obviously some type of bank note or bank bank instrument. However, you didn't create it. Neither did your mom, neither did I, right? So he who creates controls, so whoever created that, um, created it to fund the government. And we that's a huge rabbit hole to go down how they do that. But when you take on the role of thinking that you are that corporation and not a living, breathing man, then you're taking on the, you believe that you're a US citizen. You're believing you're a corporation, right? Without knowing it, see that's, that's the trickery. You don't know that you're walking around acting as a corporation and being the trustee, the one who pays all the debts for a corporation. You know, you're not what you think you're walking around as a man or a woman, but they've tricked you into U.S. citizenship, which is this corporate fiction. That's the awakening. You need to realize that you are a man or a woman and that that corporate fiction that was created off of your birth certificate is not you. And they're two separate entities, if you will. I you-
3: just add a little bit to what James is saying. When, when, when you talk to most people and you tell them if i told people here that didn't know anything about this that i'm not a us citizen they would think i'm a foreigner okay they would think i'm saying i'm not an american and so it's really it's it's all about education educating everybody the difference between what it really means to be a us citizen versus being an american a man a woman and that's so it's all about definitions and all these things that james is talking about taxpayer, resident, all these things. It's, it's the, the definitions. And he was talking about the different jurisdictions. There's different um, dictionaries um, for each jurisdiction because words have different meanings in the different jurisdictions. So it's all through trickery and fraud that this has all come about. And it's, it's, it's just such a, a big learning curve. But once you understand it, then it's, it's really, I mean, it's actually fairly simple once you understand it. The Admiralty jurisdiction has thousands of codes, statutes, regulations, ordinances, and it's overwhelming. But once you're out of that jurisdiction into on the land and soil jurisdiction under common law, it's just, it's basically, it's the 10 commandments knowing right from wrong. And it's, it's that simple. So um, it's and it's just learning how to not put yourself back in that jurisdiction. And there's a lot of tricks they do to lure you into that admiralty water jurisdiction without a yield.
1: Yeah, I was going right. to add, if you don't mind, that even the term individual, which is a term that we throw around pretty com- you know, comfortably all the time even the term individual is a corporate fiction. And that was shocking to me to find out It's like, wait a minute. So that uh, you know, when you think individual, you think man or woman, you think, you know, a, a boy or girl, you don't think of it being some sort of a contractual corporate entity, but in fact it is. And, you know, when I started digging into this and I realized um, You know, we've got, we've got God or the creator. Some people don't like, like it when I say God, but there's God. And then God created mankind, but mankind did a few really stupid things, right? Mankind created uh, this whole divide and conquer thing. So uh, God created, mankind created religions and then mankind created, you know, those religions created corporation governments and then governments created corporations And it was the corporations that created citizens. So citizens are really at like the bottom, bottom, bottom of the barrel, right above, you know, things like cattle and other forms of property. You know, cattle is an animate object of property, but there are also inanimate things like homes and boats and cars and things like that, that also get registered. Well, when our children are being born and then they're registered, that is property. Um, and, you know, a, a speaking of God, there's a biblical thing that happens here in America, and I'm pretty sure it happens in other places around the world, where they will literally take a blood sample from the heel of the newborn child. Of all the places that they could steal DNA, they have to steal it from the heel of the newborn child. And that, you know, that's also referenced in uh, Genesis. Um, So I think that that's really interesting how there's an immediate affront taking us from the soil to the water, um, the Admiralty jurisdiction. So with that, I yield.
0: (laughs) Nancy, did you want to, you want to chime in? It's my turn, right? I'm going to tell you
2: that I've got these, I've got some great historians on the call and I'm not one of those great historians. I never, um, I'm very, it's personal for me, it's very personal. So I have anecdotes, I've got stories, I've got experiences where I live peacefully, peacefully and righteously. And when you live peacefully and righteously, you're protected. And and that's how I walk through this this whole process. Um, You can know and you can dig into the history and it's fascinating, it's terrifying. and you don't have to you don't have to go through that whole history to know that you can correct your status know who you are live peacefully and righteously that's kind of my story
0: well i love that it reminds me of you know some of the teachers i've had they say you know laws are for the lawless because you know good honorable living men and women they're not looking to harm anyone and it's interesting Because I've also heard that the contract on the planet, and it's all contractual, if it's not under God, because those are like, don't harm and don't do things anybody would consider wrong, um, is the 1611 King James Bible, because the Queen swears her oath on it. And I find that really interesting, knowing what I know about the law now and how they've inverted everything. And so if there is God, a creator, and there are certain people on this planet who, who believe and study Luciferianism and they invert everything and you go into court and you think you're speaking English, but they have a separate language that that, that, dictionary, when you're on that ship, you think you're, you know, being a person, like you're a good human. Well, look up human in fourth editions, black law dictionary. It's not what you think it is. Right. And so you're being deceived. And the big thing that's going on that I've seen is that good people can't fathom other people think like this. And that's the inversion. Good people are not going around trying to harm other people. So their brains can't imagine that a group of people are actually actively working in creative systems to take everything from you. And now we're at a point, we're at a boiling point where we need to recognize that that's what's happening and we've kind of consented to it. I guess people say that to me, but I really don't like it. I feel like I didn't. It's like deception and deceit and all these different things. And so when we correct our status, when we live with honor and integrity, you know, under God, the creator, we are protected, but we need to know how to stay out of their jurisdiction and stay out of their, um, you know, their tricks. So we're going to get pulled in so they don't harm us. And so that's my comment. Does anybody else want to answer? Oh,
4: Go ahead,
2: Nancy. I'll be quick, James. My answer to that is I say nothing and I smile. Because if you don't say anything, you can't tacitly agree to something. You can't get trapped with their language, their glossary, their twi- twisted words. And the longer you stay silent, the safer you are in the legal system. Is and that true, lock- though?
0: Because I, I thought if you if you don't say anything, then you're tacitly agreeing. Correct. You can't say if you-
2: I know with me, the way that I go,
0: that's the way I go.
2: Then it works for me. So I could be wrong. I'm not giving any advice to anybody. And I don't <laughs> manipulate much in the legal world. I don't. I, I I do as little as I can to manipulate in the legal world world. Go ahead, James. Correct me. Go for
4: it. I'm not going to correct you. I'm just saying that uh, in their worlds of the maritime admiralty jurisdiction, which is the water jurisdiction, which is perfected, perfected, it's called corpus juris or the law of the dead, corpus meaning death, body, right, corpse, and juris meaning law or correct law. So it's perfected, um, the corpus juris perfected by Emperor Justinian back in 520 to 560 A.D., where he perfected the dog Latin, the language of the dead, or the reversal of natural law. And you can understand why, you know, if you're sitting around back then, and you were thinking evil, and you're like, how evil can we be? And what is the opposite of good? You would look in, okay, where would look at the reflection of the water, right? The reflection of words would be the opposite. So it's it's not unwise to think that maybe they got their idea of the water jurisdiction being the reflection of the natural law, which is these
1: Well,
0: James, we might have lost you. Can anybody else hear him?
2: It's kind of why we don't see his face usually because his internet is. No, I,
3: I thought it might be my computer, but I'm glad it's not my computer.
0: <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, so- we'll wait for him to chime back in. When we when we hear you, James, we'll let you know. Um, Okay. So does anybody else want to chime in on that or should I ask a question? I know there, you know, a few people are really wondering, you know, how they can get involved. You know, what's the timeline for this? Because I have an understanding of what's going on with correcting your status. Their system is built on a house of cards. You know, they have no power, you know, under the creator. We have all the power, but we're deceived in, in every single way possible. And so we're afraid of the police, we're afraid of the judges, we're afraid of all this stuff. But the more people that educate themselves and know how to uh, stand on their rights, because I think somebody mentioned this at the beginning, they they essentially presume you were their slave, you are their property, unless you say so. How absurd is that? You have to say, wait, I'm not your property. Like, no, we're going to assume that you are a slave unless you stand on your rights. And so uh, with that, I'll invite Matt to chime in.
3: Yeah, so um, rights are like muscles. If you don't exercise them and you don't know them and use them, then you're going to lose them. And that's exactly what has happened through deception, through fraud. We've lost our rights because we, we don't assert them. And now more than ever is time for people to learn their rights, learn about being a man, a woman on the land and soil jurisdiction and retake those rights back. Otherwise, they're it's going to keep going further and further down until we are the cattle and there's nothing we can do about it. So we have to we have to stand now and learn our rights. And um, and it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be an education. It's going to be an education for the police. It's going to be education for, you know, all of society once they realize. I mean, you could take, for instance, just the issue of of driving versus traveling we actually have the right to travel without a license. It's two different things. It's not the main focus, it's not a focus, but it's a a real thing. And that's just an example, I'm using it as an an example where we've almost lost it. There are more and more people that are actually getting all the information, all the codes, statutes, and this is based on their own codes and statutes that we all have a right to travel. We don't need license. We, we basically don't need a license for almost anything, but we've been tricked into believing we need licenses for everything. So with that, I yield.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I tried to explain that to my dad the other day and his brain couldn't handle it. We've been, it's like the matrix. People are so conditioned into their limited mindset that they can't be open to a new concept, even though um, it's the truth. So Nancy, did you want to chime in on that?
2: I do thank you. Um, I do want to say that I I do have a state national passport, so I do carry the passport card with me, um, as as identification or whatever they need, right in the de facto world. So I guess in that way I do I do speak because I just hand them that, and they can they can see what's truth behind that. But I do want to say the other thing I wanted to talk about is self governance and we're we're to self-govern the the 50 states we the people by the people for the people it is self-governance and we have been trained to participate one one hour every year or two years or four years at a at an election booth that's our participation in self-governance but that's not what it looks like and It's a whole new shift in thinking and taking responsibility, even as little as a gentleman that I was kind of popping his brains out when we left the meeting, he says to me, well, make sure you keep me on your mailing list. And I said, oh no, that's not what self-governance looks like. Self-governance is you go to my website and you find the Zoom links and you actively pursue what it is to rebuild and reconstruct a missing government since the civil war. And just that little piece is almost mind blowing to some people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's one of the big things I've been hearing is this accountability piece, right? Everybody wants this very easy fix. You know what I mean? What's the one thing I say? What's the one thing that I do that's gonna solve all of it? But it's actually a process of growing up and it's a little bit of a side note, but you know, when I interviewed Tom Campbell who's one of the leading physicists on simulation theory, the interesting thing he would keep coming back to is that we need to grow up as a civilization, we need to take, take accountability for who we are to grow up and that's what I see here this this opportunity for us to grow up because um, if, if we don't invoke or stand on our God given rights are going to be taken away from us and we're the only ones who can do that right otherwise you know, the government is basically going to usurp God's power and we say, okay, you're the one who's going to take care of us. We need you to support us. Um, or it's the creator on the other side. So James, I think you're back. Did you want to chime back in? I don't know. One of of my
4: computers, just to let you know, I just turned it on. It hardly ever drops, but anytime I start talking some good stuff, I get dropped, man, every single time. (laughs) And I can go all week with nothing going on as soon as I get on the Wednesday night call and helping people out answering questions, or I'm on a call with someone else, or, you know, or like here, or one of my radio shows, I get, they get dropped. <laughs> anyway,
0: it happens. They know the bug was,
4: uh, I was talking about the reflection of the opposite worlds and that once you realize, and you can accept in your mind that the world you're living in is the opposite world. And not the one that you think on the land and soil, which is where the living, breathing people live. The corporate fiction world in the water where all the dead things live, corporations, uh, that has, um, you know, is in our everyday lives. And it says in the Bible, I got to find that verse, but it says, as in end times will be as in the time of Noah. Well, we know in Noah's time, it was the great flood, if you will, right? So what is the world flooded today? Well, sure is. If you look at it being flooded by maritime admiralty jurisdiction, it's over all the land. All the courts are maritime admiralty. So we actually are flooded today, the whole world, except for a few countries. So once you realize that, now you can accept that you're gonna have these opposite presumptions and assumptions, which are opposite of natural law, right? Innocent until proven guilty on the land, guilty until proven innocent in the water. So once you, then, Once you have that and you can recognize that, then I think there's a way to go about combating that. Um, There's another verse in the Bible that says, uh, the wicked flee when none pursue. And that's when uh, you see people like Alphonse and other guys filing affidavits against these people, uh, these attorneys. A lot of people don't realize this fact with the attorneys. Attorneys can only represent dead corporate fictions. Would you agree with me on that one?
0: From from what I've seen, yeah, and interviewing Alphonse is hilarious because he has some great analogies for that. Talking about you know Mickey Mouse trying to sue you for some sort of like city ordinance, right? All these corporate fictions that that don't exist; they only exist on paper. And there needs to be a living man or woman on the other side if it has anything to do with real law. Correct. Now the fear that the people have though is is the fine or or what these crooked people will do without having that understanding. And I feel like that's what. Um, um, possibly Nancy was alluding to to kind of having that knowledge because when she corrected her status they have no jurisdiction they can't assume because they're not in their jurisdiction but all of us have kind of been birthed into their jurisdiction whether it's USA, Canada or Australia with the birth certificate you are one of their corporate citizens and they can pull you onto their, their dock and ship into their nonsense to you know do what they will with you because you haven't corrected your status
4: well you don't know who you are it's, it's, it's kind of like you're walking along the beach you know how that undertow comes up the way come up the beach and try to drag you out into the sea well the same thing that comes up and they try to drag you back into their jurisdiction unless you know who you are now their jurisdiction only exists on papers right it's only corporate entities that exist like mcdonald's and wendy's if you will right two corporations wendy's doesn't have arms or legs or a mouth so it can't speak for itself but if wendy's wants to sue mcdonald's for whatever reason they need someone to speak for them And so they have to hire someone that speaks for the corporation. Like someone needs to speak for Wendy's and someone needs to speak for uh, McDonald's so they can have a, a, um, a court case, right? A litigation. Well, since Wendy's and McDonald's can't speak, they have to have these attorneys speak for them. So with that being said, attorneys can only speak for dead corporations or corporate fictions. In other words, they speak for the dead. Now, we all know that people can't talk for the dead. So therefore, all attorneys by that definition are liars, right? They have to lie because they're saying they talk for dead entities and they make stuff up. So if you've ever, if you realize that situation, if you've ever hired an attorney, you had to be dead on paper or you turned yourself at word attorney means to a turn one over. So they turn you over from a man and into a corporate fiction by calling you a defendant, right, or respondent or uh, taxpayer or resident or citizen or any other type of derogatory term that lowers you down the ladder from uh, the top of the ladder, right? The very top of the ladder is the creator or God. He created man, the next one down the ladder. Man creates government and government creates corporations. Corporations create judges, attorneys, defendants, prosecutors, uh, citizens, taxpayer, residents, all these other corporate terms. And if you accept that title, then you've lowered your status. Now, one of the commandments of the one of the Ten Commandments in the Bible says, thou shalt not have any gods before me. Well, what that means is you need to be at the top of the ladder under God. Don't come down the ladder under somebody else and have them be your master or ruler. So don't have any gods or rulers before you. God, as an acronym spelled in all uppercase, G-O-D, grantor of dominion. So whoever you grant dominion over you is your God. So don't come down the ladder and have some man over you is the whole premise beside be, behind don't have any gods before me. In other words, be a man on the land, don't get pulled into their jurisdictions. We know with, in that jurisdiction, they're called persons. Persons we know as the word is a corporation, right? Just like individual. That word person means corporation, folks. If you look that up, you will discover that it does not mean a man or a woman. So every law in California starts out that no person shall do this or that, right? Well, that only applies to corporate fictions. So if you've ever hired an attorney and had one standing next to you, you've lowered your status to that of a dead entity and you've allowed them now to talk for your corporate fiction and you can no longer speak, okay? So what we do in the common law, if you will, or once you've corrected your status, you can walk in there as a man and stand upon the land holding all of your unleanable rights and claim that you not that corporate fiction, that you're only there um, to solve the, the matter and not to um, step into it, if you will, and take the surety, act as surety for that corporation.. I hope.
1: You know, James, every time I listen to you, I mean, like every time I listen to you, I learn something new. And tonight I just learned what God stands for, grantor of dominion. I love it. (laughs) Um, thank you for that, James. You know, so much of what's what's happening right now is exactly that. There's a huge awakening going on to people realizing that we've been duped by language and by words. And, you know, I don't even know what ended up happening uh, on Capitol Hill with Nancy Pelosi and all of those people that I used to, you know, I was hanging on their words every single day when I was trapped in that system. But I, I remember there was a bill that was coming before Congress not too long ago, certainly within 2020, where they were attempting to subvert and remove the terms like mother, father, um i think they wanted to get rid of man and woman and boy and girl um and i believe you know i this is what michelle says i believe that that's their attempt at ta- you know taking a swipe um at biblical terms um which frankly define who we are we are men and women we are sons and daughters you know but what we are not um what we are not is persons, individuals. We are not brokers. We are not uh you know corporations. We are not any of these things that we're resident not, Did I resident exactly
4: taxpayer citizen yeah. numbskull. I need to add those
1: to the driver, list. Huh? I should driver. write these down. I'm creating a cheat sheet of terms and so I We need to start that again. I was going
4: to say that, you know, they're getting rid of those terms in their jurisdiction, Mm -hmm. right? In their water jurisdiction, they're getting rid of those terms and they can do that in their jurisdiction. Yeah. Once they start realizing that, that should be a wake up call to everybody saying, hey, wait a minute, they're changing the jurisdiction. How can they do that? A lot of people, you know, think that Abraham Lincoln was a great president of the United States of America. However, Mm -hmm. he was the President of, uh, the United, um, of the Constitution of the United States of America, not the original Constitution, the Constitution for the United States of America. It was the, or that was the organic one. The GMO one is the one that uh, Lincoln operated under, and he became a president of a corporation. And that corporation went to war. He's territorial, the water jurisdiction. He went to war with the Pope in the air jurisdiction and the South and the air back the South and the water back the North. And it was a conflict between, between two government services corporations. It had nothing to do with the land jurisdiction who walked out of uh, Congress and the Federation and it went Sendai and means it closed um, and we've never been back since 1860. The American people on the land and soil as men and women their rightful position in the, of the government, the three parts, the land, the air, and the water. The land people walked away, the Civil War happened, and the Reconstruction never happened. The Reconstruction is we the people understanding and correcting our status, back to knowing who we are, reassembling and holding our rightful position on the land. There is adjudicated case law uh, established in 1860 called the ex parte Milligan, Which says that once the American people stand up and correct their status and realize who they are and reconstruct their uh, assemblies, that the water and the air jurisdiction have to stand down with regards to the American people, and the land jurisdiction, and we operate side by side from then on. In other words, it's like a three-lane highway. We stay in our highway on the land. You guys stay in your highway on the water. The water jurisdiction is only supposed to repel foreign invaders and protect our ships at sea. That's it, and the inland waterways. That's what they're hired to do. The water jurisdiction was hired to protect our boats to cross the um, out in the oceans and the high seas and inland, inland navigable waterways from piracy. However, they became the pirates on the land and are stealing from the American people. And if you can prove that one of these courthouses, a ship in dry dock, Title 18 of the United States code Section uh, Title 18, 1661. 1661 is the, um, it's called Robbery from a Ship in Dry Dock, if you will. Uh, I just find that quite interesting. I yield.
1: That is interesting, James. And I want to go circle back really quick to um, President Lincoln, you know, because, um, you know, here in America, I don't know if you know this. Uh, Matt B. Um, (laughs) But here in America, when you're, when you're a a kid in school, you're learned, you know, you're taught that, that Lincoln is a hero, you know, he freed the slaves and he's just like honest Abe. And he's like this amazing guy. And then we mourn his, you know, assassination. It's, It's like a whole thing here. Okay. But what I learned in this process is that he didn't free the slaves on paper, what he did was he brought everyone down contractually to the level of a slave. And that's where I think, you know, just for simplicity's sake, if, if like, if people get nothing else out of this conversation, if, if worldwide, if people can understand that there might be a perpetrator within your own government that did exactly what Lincoln did here, um, that's that's been our really how we got here that's one of the biggest ways that we got here in the first place so was brought down to the status of a slave and not only that but the other thing I learned on this journey is that most of our representatives like President Lincoln are just individuals who are you know pony dogs for some greater force that's telling them what to do and we're seeing this happen today with like the lockstep program the way that Corporations are advertising exactly, you know, they're all doing the exact same thing. Every health department is doing the exact same thing. You know, they're being told to operate in a certain way. And it's just like the writing is just so blatantly on the wall about what they're doing and how they're doing it, that there's almost no excuse for the sleeping public to be asleep any longer. You know, there there's no excuse (laughs) If people are not asking what the heck is going on, then you know we've got bigger problems, <laughs> frankly. But thankfully I'm walking among giants here who uh, not only figured out what's going on, but are actually doing something about it. So I yield.
0: Yeah, you're, you're totally right. You can see the difference just in Canada. We've essentially already sold out our government to a foreign interest. And we look at the World Health Organization and you would think, wow, these guys are amazing. Then you do some, uh, you know, I don't know, the random person probably think that. Um, but then you <laughs> then you do some, um, you know, research and you look into Tedros and you'd be like, well, you think the uh, head of the World Health Organization is just going to be the greatest guy of all time? He's terrible. He's a terrible person. And, and all of these legislations are coming down from terrible, awful people. And all Canada is doing is just fast tracking um, this process. Now, in the States, you know, anything political is... is um, challenging right but i was saying like trump at least stopped what the globalists wanted to do you know he's kind of put a little bit of brakes on it and then with biden it looks like accelerated into wherever these legislations are coming from because in canada it is full tilt it is not good and we're going to these you know covid passports and all these different things now it's a little bit of a side note but i'm curious if the way that the united states is set up Um, if it can be salvaged, to have an honest government or to dissolve the government. And I feel like if each individual empowers themselves, then the government's going to be held to account. Where in Canada, I don't think we have that option. You know, it's too far gone where you guys could, you know, really empower a state and really empower uh, communities and cities. Where in Canada, I don't don't think we even have a path. So the way that you guys are set up there, it gives you a lot more power. And that's why, uh, you know, you guys – I remember seeing I don't know if this is a real report, but the Iron Mountain report um, by Kennedy. And it says, you know, one of the challenges they'll have if they want to institute this one world government is the Constitution will be a problem. And then um, the Second Amendment. And you guys are the last country in the world uh, that has that. You have a standing army. So that's going to be very uh, challenging to cut through. Whereas in Canada, if they want to take it over, it's not going to be really an issue. So with that said, I'll go over to Matthew Dakin.
3: Yeah, no, this is just on what you're saying. So, so at the American States Assembly, there's kind, of, there's kind of two different things going on. The first thing is getting as many people to correct their status so they have some immediate protection okay, from, from this de facto government that's running. The second part is we're coming together as a community and actually assembling, once we get enough people, our common law government. And, um, and there's several different parts to that. And so like for, for right now, we're all in interim positions right now and I'm the interim militia coordinator for California. And we, see, we all see what's going on right now, the, 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 the collapse of our current system. And so we're, gonna, we're trying to be the bridge and the new system. There are a lot of things that once people can see that, oh my God, how come you don't have to pay taxes? How come your business can stay open? How come you're exempt? When people start seeing the successes of people that are in the private, that have their private non-commercial businesses, and they're exempt from the taxes and the codes and the ordinances and these rules, then we're then hopefully we're hoping we'll get a, a mass exodus of people coming over to us. And but it's just a matter of we're still at the you know early stages. And so, so that's the plan. It's the first is getting as many people to be aware that there actually is a difference in different statuses. And then after that, we're we're, we're coming together with those that have come over and changed their status. And we're actually building our common law government. So with that, I yield.
2: And I'm going to just go on from that, Matt. Thank you. First of all, when we talk about the second amendment, Matthew was way too humble because as the, uh, militia, state militia coordinator. Um, we're not under attack by guns right now. We're under attack by, uh, say it, Matthew.
3: Yeah, no, we're under attack by, yeah, a, a, all kinds of things. And it's, if you uh, are familiar with William Cooper's uh, silent, Qu- uh, quiet weapons for silent wars, that's what we're under attack with right now. I mean, we are under attack with all kinds of weapons uh, one of the biggest ones of mind control and our televisions are a huge weapon um the psyops that are going on and we talked about this at the beginning of the, sh- the show the, the psyops and and what it takes to get people in the fear state and how to control people um and then you look at the nanoparticles and the things that that seem crazy but they're all true and they're legitimate and you look at what's really in these vaccines and what's going on with what what the when you understand the real agenda it's and and you realize the technology that's out there, it's really, really scary. So right now um, we have to prepare in order to help others, we have to protect ourselves. And so that's that's our focus right now where the militia is to make sure that we're strong, understand the threats that are current and future potential threats and prepare for them. And this current government appears are gonna use food, and the things that the normal supply chain as a weapon against us to get us to coerce us into taking their vaccines and, and doing what they want us to do. And so we need to take things into our own hand. Make sure we have plenty of supplies, plenty of water, plenty of medications, plenty of food, communication so we can communicate. If we have a grid down scenario, I mean, we all these different things, and we need to start networking and setting up bartering systems so that we cannot be controlled and we not become a victim. If we become a victim, then we're not gonna be able to help anybody else. So that, that is a big focus of the militia for this American state's assembly is being strong and so we can help others and recognizing the threats and and, there, there's a, and we're solution oriented. And, and, and so there's a lot of different things we can do, You know, hardening up your homes right now. They're, they're using weather weapons here in California with, with the fires, I mean, that, that's a real thing. Um, the EMF, the 5G, you can shield your homes if you're close to 5G. There's things you can do to minimize that. Um, so, anyway, there's, so that's a ton of, that's a huge, huge subject that, that we go on for a long time. Um, but really, it's important for us to look at all the threats and to be prepared because we know it's gonna be chaotic. We know that civil unrest is a great potential, hyperinflation is a great potential, supply chain disruptions which could cause food shortages. Um, so we need to be prepared for all that and that is a big focus of, of what I'm doing and others in the assembly. And with that, I'll yield. And then I would like to keep
2: on going because then the other the other side of that, Matt, was the, the schedule, the rollout right now for retaking, repopulating the du jour government. And right now, the, 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 main, po- the main point right now, is James and Matt both said, we just need to populate. We need numbers. We need people landing. We need them status corrected on the land, populating our counties. Um, but it looks, by the time we get to July, August, and September, we will be having public conversations at public meetings, at public events, where we talk about what is de facto versus de jour. What are these two um, types of government that we could have, should have, um, but we're experiencing. And just wake up people that are that are what I call high-hanging fruit. We've been getting the low-hanging fruit, but we need to go to get the high-hanging fruit. And that's going to happen over the course of the summer. Then in October, we announced the 11 elections. And November, we have du jour elections on California. That is the schedule. And after that election, um, notice to vacate for March 4th. And that that was a date that... Anna von Reitz actually already gave to the de facto she gave them a year notice for N- March 4th 2022 and we will be right lined up in time for that to be so that March 7th de jure will be taking will be taking office you know and not even office give me the right word you guys come on correct me <clears throat> taking position taking something but we'll be taking de jure government back is what we'll be doing um and i oh, want to yeah go ahead. And I wanted to invite everyone who's listening that we have a regular Wednesday night town halls, a little bit of business beforehand at six o'clock and town halls following. James on Sonoma is our fabulous moderator for the town halls. And uh, it's a great place to meet people, see faces, know that you're not alone, and know that people are populating and, and have corrected their status and get some questions answered on, on all of it. Um, You can find the Zoom link at californiaassembly.com on the events calendar and all of our events that are happening. And on that same website, californiaassembly.com, you'll also find the coordinator contacts for your county on California, and you will find uh, paperwork and a donation tab. If you're not on California, but you're still in these 50 states, you will go to the americanstatesassembly.net the americanstatesassembly.net to find your state and i can't help you with canada i'm sorry i wish i could
0: (laughs) we're we're working on it we're working on it so yeah we've got you know we do have some amazing people um figuring things out but uh it does look like you guys are a little bit further ahead in the law scenario. You do have the option to become a state national, which is incredibly powerful. So uh, for the average listener who might be new to this stuff, it does seem confusing at first, but over a little bit of time, if you start chipping away, start going to these uh, semi, or these Zoom meetings you're doing, uh, there's great telegram groups. There's interviews I've done and Crow777 and other people. You're going to pick it up pretty quick because it really comes back to knowing who you are under the creator. Then other stuff is going to be detailed And you might be a little bit worried, but there'll be people there who can guide you. So first and foremost, if you have the spirit of freedom and the creator and the divine, you know, will or spirit or wherever you want to see that you got to connect to that first, because otherwise they just want to fear you into submission. And that's what's going on. And so, you know, you want to connect with these types of people who want freedom, who want community, who you basically are on the side of the creator or God. We naturally want to help people. And what we have on the other side is a predator parasite, you know, masking us, helping you here, take this, you know you know needle and when when matt was talking about these you know silent weapons for future wars you know i saw a documentary in 1990 where by dr john coleman talking about how they would use a, a vaccine to you know depopulate the planet then you look at the georgia guidestones and you start reading some of these people's literature the words out of their mouth even bill gates you know a, a new kind of frontman for this says if we get these vaccines right we'll we'll um you know reduce the population well how does that make any sense and so they only operate in deceit it is a house of cards thankfully and so what is required is for us to have that accountability but also it's challenging because it can be frightening and so it's facing what I've said, it's like facing it is, you know, what it is reality as it is, but not succumbing to fear, you know, then organizing and then moving towards what that solution is. And so, you know, that's where faith is required. That's where effort is acquired. That's where uh, accountability is, is necessary. And with that, I'll invite uh, whoever would like to speak next.
4: Well, I would like to say that, uh, thank, go back to what we we're up against. Back to the, you know, the rule of the dead, the law of the dead, corpus juris, it's the opposite of good or the nature's law. So in my opinion, you have the creator or if you will, the good side, and then you have the opposite says that, you know, basically uh, studying some of their philosophy is that if there is a God, then if I do the most heinous thing possible, then if there is a true God, he'd come down and stop me. And so that's basically their premises that there is no God because we can kill and do all these crazy things and nothing's changing. And we all know that when you are, we are creators, um, we are created from the creator's image. So we are ones that we're supposed to take care of those who can't take care of themselves. We're supposed to be the ones that step in, not that there's an outside power that comes down to stop you. You're supposed to know right from wrong because you have the God within and you're supposed to stop crime. And for evil to exist, good men do nothing. And now it's come down to a head that we are wrestling principalities of darkness. This is what we're up against. And they are been doing, studying and planning this for thousands of years to take over. If you had a family and you were evil, you wanted to rule the world, how would you go about it? You knew that you couldn't do it, but you knew that your great ancestors would do it if you could force that to happen throughout history. And I believe that there are some of these groups out there that have been planning this for thousands of years. It couldn't, it couldn't happen until they had control of the information around the whole world at one instance through the web right? You can control the whole world. And so the whole world sees w- the narrative that a small group of people who have control of the media present out to us. But I also want to make a point that, yes, we are establishing the land jurisdiction government, but the other two governments, the water jurisdiction and the air jurisdiction will still exist. They're not going away, folks. We're not overthrowing them. It's not we're taking over Biden's jurisdiction. We He has his jurisdiction. We have ours on the land, so I just want to let people know that we aren't taking over any. We're just populating the land jurisdiction where the living, breathing people live. Everyone's been reclassified as a U.S. citizen, and by definition, that's where corporate fictions or dead entities live in the water of the jurisdiction, so you don't have any paperwork that proves that you're alive in their jurisdiction. Their jurisdiction only exists in paperwork. So if you have a birth certificate and their world says you're dead because it's opposite world, so your birth certificate must be a death certificate in their world, you need to have some paperwork that says I'm alive, living, breathing man on the land and submit it into their world of the dead because that's all they can see is paperwork. And so basically that is what is happens when you correct your status. I would encourage uh, uh, Michelle, if you guys could put into the chat, the video that you did that shows the simple process of using the three, the declaration of, uh, of status, and then the two witness statements to show people how easy it is to get a little bit of paperwork that you have for their jurisdiction that proves you're alive. And it's a real short video that Michelle and Nancy and a couple other people in the assembly did, but it teaches you very quickly how simple and how easy it is to do. Um, and I would like that to... Uh, to let people know that, that that's what we're, we're not overthrowing any governments. We're just running side by side. I also want to say that it's a citizenship. So imagine if you will, you're on a big cruise ship, okay? And you're all part of the crew members and everybody's a crew member working for the ship and the captain of the ship tells you what to do, right? And you really can't argue against the captain. That's why when you do all these protests and everything, nothing ever changes. And you vote in a new president, the new captain, He tells you what to do. You don't get to make changes, okay, from being a U.S. citizen on their ship. Big cruise ship, you're working on it. Now, the passengers are supposed to be we, the people, on the land and soil. But guess what? There's very few that understand that status. So in a nutshell, if you will, the whole United States of America is a big, huge cruise ship, nothing but crew members who are supposed to serve passengers And passengers don't exist, because until people correct their status and get up onto that top deck and become one of the passengers, or if you will, one of the people, then the U.S. citizens, the crew members of the ship, will now serve you like it's supposed to be. They're the employees, you're the passenger on the ship that's supposed to take care of you. Until you correct your status, you can't be on that deck having caviar and having the crew members serve you. Now, once people realize that they can come to the top deck, meet me on the promenade deck, and then we will, um, you'll have so many people that will wanna correct their status from being members of the ship who have to serve the people to being in their rightful position, their rightful inheritance, if you will, on the land and soil being served and that, those crew members on that ship will then have to serve you like it was supposed to be from the get-go. And I want to mention to say something to Matthew, Is that yes the whole world is watching America we are the bastion of hope if we fall the whole world falls and everyone is looking to us for guidance now this is changing and people are recognizing their status in New Zealand Australia Belarus uh, Canada and there is UK people recognize that they are living breathing men and women and no longer classified as corporate fictions They're waking up to the knowledge and the truth uh, with that I
2: yield.
1: If you don't mind, James, I actually have a quick question about something that you said, and hopefully it'll be helpful for um, Uh Matthew's audience. (laughs) Well, one of the questions that I get is, okay, so if we're living side by side, uh, you know, we're living with the land jurisdiction, you know, side by side with the water and uh, air jurisdictions, then how are we ever going to fix the stuff that the water jurisdiction has made so wrong in our world? How will we be able to reel in um, the, you know, the bad laws, the 5G, the, the all I'll, that other stuff? Could okay, you touch on I'll, that?
4: Yeah, I'll touch on that. Right now, can you imagine being on that huge ship at sea? and you're like, hey, wait a minute, I get caviar. I'm one of the people. And they're all going, nope, you're a citizen. You're just like one of us, back down to the engine room, checking the oil, right, cleaning the bilge. See, we don't have enough people that were recognized. So once we are recognized and stand up and corrected our status now, those people in that jurisdiction will have to listen to us because that's adjudicated case law going back to 1866, the ex parte milligan, which means once we assemble, they have to listen and follow our rules and we get the checkbook back. Right now, the water in the air jurisdiction has the checkbook, if you will. So they're like going, oh, we need a new building for this. Build it. There's nobody around to check. We're just doing it. We're just going to spend these people's money because there's, they don't exist anymore. In their eyes, in their logic. Nope, they're all members of the ship. We need to build this new building for the people if they ever decide to show up. So once we correct our status in the land jurisdiction. Oh, no. Did we lose James again? No, James. Okay. Well,
1: you know what? I actually want, I wanted to wanted to say something about what he was saying regarding the, you know, the population, uh, you know, all these people and these buildings that they're building that may never get used, you know, it dawned on me, um, because I I've been married a couple of times, right. Well, more than that, but anyway, um, so I've, I have different names from my birth. Right. And, um, So I've got like, I don't know, 20 pages worth of (laughs) name correction. I'm I'm totally joking, but it's a lot. And it dawned on me that that's probably the population problem that we see. There may not actually be more people on the planet, but because they've co-opted our names with so many different versions of our name, that that's the population that they keep talking about needing the money for. That's why they keep raising taxes. That's why they keep saying we need more and more things. But really what's happening is they're pushing everybody into urban islands. They're taking over the land and other places and more rural environments. They're taking over the farmland. So it feels like there's more and more population because everyone's being squeezed into smaller uh, urban islands. And, you know, I think I cracked the code on that one. (laughs) And it all started with my multiple names.
0: (laughs) Wow. You know, yeah, no, it could be. And it's interesting because there's actually propaganda from way back in the day, you know, calling regular people, useless eaters. And I've seen, you know, a few videos is like population um, growth is actually not a problem. If you look at how much, you know, space there is in the world, it's just, you know, this agenda to depopulate. Right. And so that's why it's like, oh, it's climate. Oh, it's this. It's all it's that. Oh, humans are the problem. You know what I mean? And who's creating that and force feeding that down your throat. And
3: so with, with that comments, I'll go over to Matthew Dakin. Yeah, I just just wanted. To, this is on top of what Michelle was saying. Yeah, I, there's been if you study the Agenda 21, UN Agenda 21, and now they got the 2030, which is a a chapter or whatever. Because Agenda 21 is agenda for the 21st century. And you look, at, you know, they've got the Wildlands Project, and the, there's a, a major effort to get everybody in the ur- urban areas into you know stack and pack. And it's obviously to, obvious to me, it's all about control. All, you know, it's a lot harder to control somebody who lives on a ranch or a farm and who has their own well, and maybe has solar and has some animals and very hard to control them when they're not dependent on self-reliant. But you're in a city and you're relying on that city water and city utilities and the businesses for your food and everything else, you're going to 100% control. They have 100% control over you. So to me, it's it's truly about, about control more than anything of getting everybody. And yeah, the fraud of, I I listened to an in-depth study of population projections prior to all this about two years ago. And their, their projections were that we, the earth around 2050 would, would top out at about 9 billion because the more technologically advanced a country is, the fewer kids they have. And at 9 billion, the, the lower economic, socioeconomic countries will, would have gotten to the point where they wouldn't have the reproduction rate. And we'd actually start declining from that point on. So it's clear to me that it's an absolute evil, satanic, depopulation agenda, and it has nothing to do with reality or too many people or not enough space. But it's all about control and depopulation without a yield.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at the Georgia Guidestones and their books, it, like this is in their literature. So it's not like you know, people are making it up. It's just that people don't have the time to do this kind of research. And then also, there's the cognitive dissonance side of it. It's like, well, how could people think like this? There's no possible way. And you know, my route into this was, I didn't understand we had, why we had war. And I didn't understand starvation. And that's, you know, how it kind of opened up for me. So people don't think that this could happen. Well, we have 9 million people who die of starvation every year. And the solution for that is rice. It's not very expensive. You know, we could figure that out. Um, so why all of a sudden do we need to put billions of uh, dollars into these needles for, you know, something that has a very survivable uh, mortality rate? And, um, you know, so with that, I'll, I know Michelle might have to jump off. So I want to see if she wants to add anything before she has to leave.
1: Thank you, Matt. Yeah, I've got about five more minutes. But um, no, I I really think it's fascinating for us to consider the ways, you know, other ways that we've been manipulated. And, um, you know, looking at this whole population thing, I I really, your your audience is probably pretty wide awake already. But for people who may be watching this into the future, you've got to look up the Georgia Guidestones, you know, there are, there's like a prescription for how to, you know, how many people should be maximum on this earth. And it's really sad because people, you know, there are, you know, well-meaning, well-intended, you know, college students that buy into this idea that we're overpopulated and then they do things like, you know, wholeheartedly support, uh, you know, the death and destruction of unborn babies and stuff like that. It just, it it makes no sense to me when there are, you know, any number of birth control methods that are available, uh, um, you know. These people are not aborting, uh, you know, in, in places where there's bazillions of people. They're doing it in, in urban towns. I mean, all over the United States. And we're considered among the richest nations in the world. And it has nothing to do with, you know, poverty per se. But regardless, we've got to get back to a morally upright, just you know, body of people like this is what we need in order for us to maintain our survival. And so I hope that what happens, you know, our our pendulum has swung so far to this like ungodly, disgusting, you know, we're we're accepting the upside down uh thing that we're witnessing. They're you know they're talking about gender identity to kindergartners now, you know, <sighs> things that make absolutely no sense. And so as, as men and women, we've got to restore um, common sense. And I think that that's what common law really is all about. It's so simple, but may not be easy because we've got to get the pen- pendulum swinging back the other way. <laughs> thank you so much, Matt.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and thank you for participating in this. And Just a a quick thought on the education system. It's an indoctrination system, right? It's for it's, and that's why you go through the universities and uh, what they come out thinking is unbelievable. You can't even, you know, believe what what they understand and how they view the world. And there's a quote, I think it's like Aristotle, it's either Aristotle or Socrates, and he says, uh, Give me the boy until he is seven and I'll show you the man. And so when you when you pay attention, especially within the United States, some of the stuff that's coming out in the curriculum, it's horrendous. And you look at the people designing this, it's horrendous. Then you go to the Rockefeller School System. And so, you know, and in, in looking into the healthcare and the history of that. You know, the Flexner Report and Rockefeller hijacking modern medicine and then influencing all the universities. Well, they're in good people are indoctrinated into this system. So they're like, why? You know, you're a good person. Why are you just following orders? Because, well, what I believe must be true. It it must have come from the right place, right? And that's where a lot of the doctors I talk to refer to scientism, right? It's not about science and the pursuit of the truth. It's scientism. It's, you know, the buck instead of um, anything else. And so, with that said, I'll I'll welcome Nancy back to the call. <laughs> uh,
2: so when we when we spend time talking about the the evil, how how great it is, we know that the evil is being exposed. The evil is being exposed, and that's the plan. But when the evil is exposed, it recreates in us fear and, and anxiousness and you know, and so this conversation right now has gotten to like all the negative energy, which then just feeds the evil. It just keeps feeding the evil. And and I, I really want to have a conversation snuck in here somehow of it's really fabulous right now. And if you could sit in my seat, you would go, whoa, I am super excited sitting at, at the perch on California and knowing that when I get a new coordinator on a county, that's not just one coordinator in the dark that's a coordinator who's who knows all this stuff that we're talking about who already has a group formed in her community and they're already on board they just didn't know that we were organized and so when they're coming in they're coming in all in 100% and roaring and ready to go and i think that those pockets are all over the globe and they're already ready to go and they're just ready to pop and that is what excites me that as the As the evil also shows, so does the glory. So does the beauty and the love and the glory. And that is as bright rising as the dark is as exposing. And I just wanted to share.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate that. And I think it's important because when people say wake up to what it is, it is terrifying. You know, when when we understand how this system is architected, it really is terrifying and we need to get onto the other side where courage lies. So I appreciate that. Um, You know, I know some people like my mom and my aunt, for example, woke up and was like, holy smokes, Matt, you've been telling us about this since you've been a teenager. And I said, yes, I have, (laughs) you know, and so. But on the other side, you're right. There there is an opportunity for those who want to participate in the solution and we will be led into building something beautiful so we can be aware of a system that is based on deceit and lies and harm. And then we can participate in something truly extraordinary and and build something remarkable based on ethics and laws and all of the good parts of humanity. And with that said, I'll go to uh, Matt once again.
3: Yeah, no, thanks. I loved what Nancy said, and I 100% agree. And I'll quote James. James often says when people, people call up and, and he's moderating, they say, well, they're going to do this. or and, and one thing that James says, which I love, is we know what they're going to do. What are you going to do? And this is our time to shine. This is, it's, all, it's all up to us. And if everybody listening to this decides that, that we, we've all been like domesticated pets, that haven't learned how to go hunt for ourselves and go take care of ourselves. We've been domesticated by design and when we decide to take things back into our own hands. This thing will, will end it, end it. And you know, things will be very bright overnight when everybody wakes up to the realization that it's all up to us. It's kind of like the wizard of Oz. Dorothy had the, the whole time, the power, she had the power, she had to click clicker heels and, and it's up to us it's the same, we're in the same position that Dorothy was the whole time. It's just, we have to understand it and then and do it and take the action. So without a yield.
4: Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, when you mentioned Dorothy clicking her heels three time, uh, times, I said, I was not say three times, she clicked her heels three times. And that has a lot to do in a lot of the court cases. You need to notice people three times, you need to do three things. There's always these things of threes, And so I wanted to point out that also that um, we used to worship people and use things. And now the world uses um, people and worships things, right? We used to worship people and use things. And now we worship things and use people. And we need to get back to worshiping each other. And instead of being lowered, like Matt said, into pets, and I was, I thought of that song, we make great pets, you know, that line in that song, we make great pets, we make great pets. And that's a lot of the music in the music. They're telling us what's going on there. Some of the music's encouraging you to wake up. Some of it's encouraging you to go the other way and go to the side that, you know, the dark side, you know, there's that we're, we're fighting good and evil. Is evil going to win. I don't think so. I think good is won over and out the history of time, and it, and it will win. But right now, we humanity, in my opinion, is in a struggle for its, uh, its life. We're, we're, uh, obviously, the, if you follow what's going on, it appears that the population is being cold. And uh, like you mentioned, the uh, Georgia Guidestones. Now, for people who think that the world is overpopulated, you probably haven't been up in an airplane. If you've been up in an airplane and you've looked down and you've flown across the country, they call it flyover country. You have to fly for five hours or more. That's the same of getting from San Francisco on a plane and flying to Maui. That whole distance is land going the other way and it is not filled. If you fly at night and look down, there's only patches of light around the big cities. But out in the country, there's plenty of land. But everybody wants to live in Malibu, if you will. And that's just not going to work. So we need to start recognizing who we are, realizing that we're all we have. We're all we have is each other and that we all come from one. And if we can realize that, like it says in the good book, treat your neighbor as yourself. Love thy thy neighbor as yourself, but uh, love the God, love your creator with all your mind, might, heart and soul and then love your neighbor the same way. And if we got back to those principles um, a little bit, rather than worshiping the almighty dollar, a false idol that people kill for, that loses its value on a daily basis that by design, if it didn't lose its value, we wouldn't have these world problems. The people in, in, at the top, if you will, are pulling the puppet strings and uh, we're reacting. So back down what Matt says, we need to find out what we can do you know, we know that they're going to people always say, hey, they're doing this, they're doing that they're doing this, they're doing that. Well, what are you going to do? So Alphonse came up with some pretty good things, affidavits uh, that seem to be having some effect. Um, and and the, these are things that we can do. The other thing you can do is correct your status and join your state assembly, no matter what state you're in, no matter what country you're in around the world. People are being, you know, getting together and knowing who they are and realizing that the water jurisdiction is only for corporate fictions and the land jurisdiction is only where men and people live, men and women. So which one do you want to be, a dead corporate fiction or do you want to be recognized over on the land? So we encourage you to correct your status, come over to the land where you have your unalienable rights given to you by your creator. I yield.
0: Go ahead, Matt.
3: Um, yeah, so to continue what James was saying. I mean, they have done a great job at dividing us as people using media and uh, entertainment, everything to divide us. And we are all very similar in thought. Those of us who can still think are very similar, but they want us to feel alone. We want us to feel crazy or whatever. And so if people realized how many other like-minded people that realize that things aren't right, and if they just had this little extra bit of knowledge about status, jurisdiction, everybody would want to do it. It's just from lack of, from what is it from lack of knowledge, they they suffer, they perish. I mean, and that's really what's going on right now. It's just people don't know what they don't know. Um, and so anyways, with that, I, I encourage everybody to, Look into this, look into the status jurisdiction, look up the, if you're in the United States, look up the American States assembly, find your, whatever state you're in, um, look it up and start going to the zoom meetings and correct your status. I I believe it is the, the best thing that any of us can do and come together and take our freedoms back without a yield
0: yeah matt i think those are really great points uh this whole thing relies on fear right and in when you look at fear in general it's it's usually a lack of knowledge right and so i have an extreme sports you know background so i do some pretty interesting things on a snowboard and, and stuff like that well the more knowledge i have of the mountain the less afraid i am but i take a new person up there and they're thinking holy smokes look at this is terrifying. Or if you go camping, right? And you go deep into the wilderness. If you have no skills, you're going to be terrified. Well, if you are an outdoor adventurer and you know how to hunt and you know how to make a shelter, you know how to find clean water. You're so self-sustainable. You're not going to have any fear. And for the people who are new to listening to what you guys are saying, especially within the United States, it might sound like if this sounds totally nuts to you and it's so confusing, you don't know what these guys are talking about in a very short time you will understand there's a reason why you don't understand these things and you don't know about them because they don't want you to know the more people that know this um the The more we flip this over because it is a house of cards and there's going to be people waiting to help you but it's ultimately you that needs to walk yourself out one of the things that i was um, told in one of our law calls in in canada is is the idea that moses walked everybody out you know in that time but in this time you need to walk yourself out you have to take ownership and accountability and walk yourself out of their jurisdiction and go back onto the land otherwise you're going to be stuck in their jurisdiction so you have to grow up so if you're here This There is a path and there's going to be, I I guarantee there's going to be solutions for people in Canada and Australia and the UK and every other country. And as that happens, um, there will be solutions for people to find. So, you know, be, uh, this is the tip of the spear. You know what I mean? This is going to be the people leading uh, other people out. So it's going to probably be a little bit more challenging. Um, and then, you know, but you're going to be helped and you're going to be supported. And, and another point you made that I just want to touch on is they want you to think you're alone and that is not the case. Um, it, you might think that because everything's getting deleted and shadow banned and it's really challenging in every single way. But the beautiful people that are on the side, on the other side, fully committed, you know, wanting your success, uh, wanting to help, wanting to collaborate, that's willing, to, you know, literally even put their life on the line for the community and for the betterment of all, those are the people that are on your side. You know what I mean? And, and everything else is, um, you know, deception. So there is, I think in the Bible, someone told me that it says, do not fear 365 times. So that makes me happy. And with that, I'll go back to James.
4: Well, I think I heard it 366. So you got one for leap year there.
0: Oh, but that's where, <laughs> great. <laughs> but
4: I wanted to point out that uh, it's Hosea 4.6. Um, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Thou shalt not be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. And what that means is right there it says, Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. The law of thy God is natural law, the law of men and women. When you forget that law and you take on personhood, it says, "Do not take on personhood" in the Bible as well. So, don't be of your persons. Also, in the Fourth uh, Amendment, it says we are protected in our persons' places and effects. So, persons must mean something different than people. So, you don't want to take on personhood, which is incorporation—the language of the dead. God said, "Let the dead bury the dead." Don't want to do that. Where the word of the people, two or more meet, is the voice of God. So, I wanted to point those things those things out. And then Matt, you mentioned fear and that is their number one control mechanism is fear. False evidence appearing real. If you wanna look at that fear as an acronym, F-E-A-R, all capitals. We know that all capital words is the language of the dead or acronyms or patents or ideas. Uh, So those are all corporate fiction. So that word COVID is spelled in all uppercase right? So it's obviously a corporate fiction, an idea, a patent, but it's nothing real. It's something fake. Now, coronavirus might be real, but COVID is definitely a fiction created by man and does not exist in the real world. So false evidence appearing real uh, is what fear is. And when you are in that fear mode, you can't use the logic part of your brain. Nobody, when they're being chased by a bear, is going to balance a checkbook, okay? You just can't do that. You can't use that logical part of your brain. So, the moment a cop gets behind you, flips on the red light, you're in fear mode. You can't think. They walk up to the door and they're bah, 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 right. You don't know what to say, even though you've studied all this common law. You've got a few things, you know, and uh, you're one of them sovereign citizens, boy, and you crumble. And so, the, you want to see if you can stay out of that fear mode um, and uh, and realize that that's what's going on. So in the news, all everywhere you hear, it's nothing but fear, 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 fear. So I said to a lot of people, I don't think they've listened to me, but are you taking the vaccination out of fear or have you done some research and done it with logic? And if you look into what's inside those things, um, it surprises me, the area where I'm from in Sonoma County in California, uh, everybody around here is super organic, organic hippie everything organic 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 and that organic means no pesticides or chemicals on your food yet you can't wait to go treat yourself like a big ripe plump tomato and go poke a needle in your arm get all that poison you couldn't get on the food all those years you weren't eating it so it just makes no sense to me that people will jam some type of poison in their arm thinking that it's going to outdo god's nature's immune system we know that the natural immune system is stronger than anyone that's manipulated by man it weakens man's immune system and uh so i encourage people to build up your immune system go play in the dirt walk on the beach those type of things with your shoes off toes in the sand on the water get grounded get some of that minerals get your mind thinking clearly there might be some mind control stuff going on with this 5g and who knows what they're doing. That magnet thing on people's arms if it's real is kind of weird. Um, just want to say you being uh, I do sometimes I, I'm a man sometimes I act as an electrician and so I know a little bit about electricity and currents and magnetic fields and so when someone asked me, what do you think it could be And I'm like, well, only ferrous metals are magnetic. So you've got ferrous metals, or the iron in your body is turning to some type of ferrous type thing uh, for make that uh, something stick like that, a magnet, if you will. With that, I yield.
2: I, I'm just going to go, right? Uh, <laughs> so to add to the biblical references, the one biblical reference that I, I love um, was Derek Prince taught me to, a couple of years ago that the word ecclesia. In ancient Greece was the government. And we were told to go and be the ecclesia. And that's what we're doing right now. We're being the ecclesia throughout all the lands. So Canada's in there. You're in. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> thank you. Government.
4: Goodness. Yeah, government means if you look at etymology of words, which I encourage everybody to start looking up your words, etymology. Look them up in the Bouvier's Law Dictionary. Bouvier's is on the land, and Black's Law Dictionary is in the water. Also, it's the Geneva Bible on the land that was written, I think, at 1560. And then the on the sea jurisdiction, it's the Black's Law. I'm not Black's Law. The King James Version is the water jurisdiction Bible. So if you want to learn some differences and look up different words, uh, she mentioned the word government. And if you break down the word govern, it comes from the word governo, which means the control. And meant comes the word mentos, which means mind. So the word government actually means mind control or the control of the mind. Actually, any word with the ending in meant, like amendment, postponement, you know, engagement, uh, parliament, these are all words that are talking about the mind, like amendment. I changed my mind. Um, so with that, are you
0: Matt, did you have a comment? The only thing that I wanted to add to this was oh Matt, you're on you're on mute. I'll just say real quick, the only thing that I wanted to add was I think when I was um, interviewing Christopher Gronsky, who does state national as well, he was saying that in the Revolutionary War, it was only three to five percent of the population that made the change. Everyone else was happy to be ruled by Britain. And you guys can correct me if this is correct. Everyone's like, yeah, I'll just sit here and get ruled by Britain. And some people are like, no, man, that's that's not cool. And that's what's happening now. Three to five percent of us uh, wake up, take action. We're going to be. I like the ship analogy that James was talking about, you know, we're we're going to be the ones that are in the freedom and they're going to wonder how we're doing that. How are we not living in this, you know, fear state? And, you know, needing the government handouts, they're going to want to participate. And then the door is open. You know, the door is open for like minded, like hearted people who are ready and will, will help. And if you're going to come in there with a good attitude, you know, you can come in. But if you're going to come in there with a poor attitude, well, then you're gonna to have to stay, you know, over on the government side. And so hopefully that pressure cooker will, will be enough. So enough people, you know, build the solutions. And so go ahead, Matt, I know you want to chime in.
3: I just wanted to um, thank you so much for hosting this and ask if you had any other questions that that we could answer regarding the American States Assembly or anything that we've talked about, because James could go on for hours and go down all kinds of different things. But I just mm-hmm. want to make sure that if there's anything else that you or your audience, you think your audience might, we might've left out, um, please let us know.
0: Yeah, um, I think, you know, I think for to end it um, would be, you know, where they can find you guys, you know, what, what you're doing. Um, And if there's any, you know, I think people are always worried about the risk. Right. So just kind of give them an idea of like what you want to build, how can they participate? You know, is it, is it complicated? You know, you know, is it, is it going to take all their time? Like a little understanding of what it might be to walk through that process, what they'll gain. And if there's risks, if any.
4: Well, I was going to say as, as far as risk, all three of us on here tonight have corrected our status. Mine. I've been over a year or more, um, Matt, I know, has been, uh, has his, I haven't had any negative uh, connotations, um, all, all positive, um, other than combating people by not wearing masks, you know, going out and, uh, you know, resisting that. Um, but there's only goodness that can come from it. And it's not like joining a Costco membership. The re- moment you recognize who you are, you become an assembly member, you become part of your land jurisdiction. The moment who you know who you are, Correcting your status is just icing on the cake It's paperwork to prove to the de facto government or the water jurisdiction, whoever's coming after you, to prove that you're alive. And with that, I'm sure Nancy and Matt could explain it. I can go off into the weeds, like they say, for quite a while on this stuff.
2: James can go seven, eight hours, so we. I need to leave before that. Um, what was I going to say? The The one thing that, that, um, that I would like for your audience to know is that there's, a, there's what we call capacity. So say you earn your living as an Uber driver. If you're an Uber driver, then you need to have a driver's license and insurance and car registration. Um, but when you're done driving Uber, you take that hat off and you go to the grocery store with your friend and now you are traveling in your car with your guest. And when, if you know who you are when you are doing you, then you, then there's no, there really is no issues. I've never had, and you know, the truth is, I didn't, I, I I became I became a national without even knowing I was a national without doing any paperwork because I was being true, I was being true to myself, true to my creator and living peacefully. And um, I don't suggest that. I, I do think it's very helpful for us, at least if you get on the land, it's a very simple document. Uh, with two witnesses, where, wherever there's uh, two witnesses, what in fact may be so, right, James? <clears throat> Biblical again.
4: Wherever two or more exist, is the voice of God.
2: So, so it really is that simple. It's it's two witnesses and one one page document uh, with one of us, um, a, re- a recorder on the land, to watch that to watch that autograph, so that we've seen you do it, and um, and the proof of your birth. It's,
4: it's, yeah, they need to, I was going to say there's two documents. There's a 1779 document, which you need to have witnessed in front of the recording secretaries on the land jurisdiction. The two witness documents you can have, you, you would give to your witnesses. They would take those documents down to any notary and have their signature notarized on those documents. They bring those two witness forms back to you. You'll get a hold of your uh, California state recording secretary. And they will witness that you signing the 1779 document, they wanna see a copy of your birth certificate to prove that you are a man or woman and you were born on wherever you say you were born. And voila, you've been recorded on the land. Now there's several other steps you can go through. You can remove your election to vote Um, but a lot of people, those types of things, um, I don't want to discourage people because if you start talking about not voting or not paying taxes or not having a driver's license, people that aren't in the know seem to think that's some negative connotation when it's really not. It's actually a positive positive thing. Um, And and, and so when you first hear it, it may sound like, oh, you're not paying your fair share or oh, you get to drive 9,000 miles an hour. And that's just not true. In the common law, you, you do no harm however if you do do harm it's no plea deal you don't get you know a little probation if that you injured some family and they want you to suffer for that and you have to work on their farm or whatever they require for you to make it whole you're going to have to do those types of things so in our law it is pretty much almost like an eye for an eye you you treat people the way you want to be treated of course then again We also have in in, uh, um, a moral just society, we also believe in forgiveness. So if the person is repentful and whatnot, you you might be able to work something out where if you've killed one of their family members, you don't have to go to the gallows. So we do encourage repentance. And um, speaking of that, if these attorneys, these bar members will repent and rip up their bar cards and come over to the land jurisdiction and actually operate as counselors at law, you don't represent, but you are there to assist. Um, Attorneys can only represent dead corporate things. And so the rules of civil procedure apply to them. Men and the women aren't in that jurisdiction. And so we only have to um, do no harm. So do you have a valid contract or have you injured a party? If you haven't done any of those things, nobody can tell you what to do. And we don't have the power over other people. Nobody has the, we have zero rights over anybody else. So I have zero rights over you, Matt, and you guys have zero rights over me. And that's the way it should be around the whole world. So who puts pen to paper, writes a law down and says that applies to men and women? If we, if I can't tell you to do something, then you can't tell me to do something. So where do these people get off telling us what to do and throwing us in cages? For not like wearing a mask or something silly, silly like that, um, you know. When I was younger, if you walked into a bank with a mask on, they'd call the police. Now, if you don't walk into the bank with a mask on, they call the police. It's completely opposite world. I yield.
2: Hey James, I just have to pop off right now. It's seven o'clock. But um, Matthew, thank you very much for having me on and CaliforniaAssembly.com. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thanks for coming. We
3: appreciate
0: thanks, it, Nancy. Matt, did you want to give any closing closing thoughts?
3: Sure. I'll give a closing thought and then, and then I need to go. And, and thanks again so much, Matt, for having us um, on. And I just want to, this is on you. You had mentioned about people that may have fear. Um, and I want to answer to that. Ignorance is bliss. And People should, if they're a US citizen, if they don't have corrected status, if they have status of a citizen of, of one of these diminished corporate entity statuses, they should be afraid, but they're actually, most people are blissfully ignorant and they go to court blissfully ignorant thinking they got the constitution and all these rights that they actually don't have. So the more you understand this, the more you realize oh my God, I didn't realize how vulnerable I actually was. And it's empowering to learn this about your status and taking all your power back. So, so that's what I can say. I feel I didn't know how vulnerable I was before I really got into this. And I, I thought I had protections from the Constitution. So, so anybody that's worried about doing this, like James said, you can still do everything you're doing right now and change your status and you're going to be much more, more protected. But the more you learn, you'll build confidence and you'll, you'll realize a lot of the things that you think you're supposed to do don't apply to you. And so when you're comfortable, you can decide not to do things down the road that you might be doing right now if you choose. But there's, there's only positives, nothing negative that I have seen with changing your status. It's all positive. And, um, again, thank you, Matthew. And with that, I yield, and I think I'm going to head, head out. Thanks again.
0: Thanks, Matt. It was a pleasure. Yeah. And I totally agree. It's what I've seen as well. There's a reason why they don't teach this in schools, right? If we knew this, we, we would know how to, um, just have accountability, hold others accountable. And, and as James keeps saying, know who you are. And it's funny because all the people I, I interview that really understand the law, they, they always say, you have to know who you are. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, you know, you know, you under the creator and I kind of have a guess now, but it's, you know, always repeated. You have to know who you are. Are you a slave to a corporation or are you a free person under god and from there you will find your path to um invoke your free freedom because otherwise they're going to presume you're their property you're their slave and you're subject to their jurisdiction and that's been our training since childhood like the truman show and the matrix and so it's stepping out so there really is nothing to fear it is is really a truly uh, beautiful process and it's, it's a very spiritual process too it's interesting, you know, doing a podcast on spirituality, diving into law is one of the most spiritual endeavors um, that I've, I've, I've gone into. So it's a very beautiful surprise. So thanks, Matt. And I'll invite everybody to check out the website. And uh, James, do you have any final words?
4: Yes, I wanted to say thank you so much, uh, Matt. I believe you're one of the people out there that is doing the good work. Um, I think of, I don't know if you've ever heard of Mark Passio, but he calls it the good work and uh, out there spreading the word te- and correct, uh, teaching people how to correct their status and understand who they are again is, uh, is super valuable. And I'll tell you, everybody that I have know who's done this, including myself, it feels like You've had 50 pounds of weight taken off your back. You walk with a, a, a more of a, a spring in your step. You feel lighter, you feel more confident. You actually know who you are and and you realize, oh my gosh, I'm learning stuff that I wasn't taught in school. And by the way, folks, this is so simple uh, that if you, they could have all taught us all this by the sixth grade, no problem. We could all understand it would have been common knowledge. And uh, they purposely, the water jurisdiction purposely misguided us and, and kept us in that citizenship slavery. So there's a word why it's called citizenship. You want to get off that ship, come over to the land where you have your rights. And uh, once again, thank you so much, Matt, for having us on here and visit the American States, assembly.net or the California assembly.com uh, with that. You know,
0: Thank you so much, James. Yeah, I highly encourage every uh, U.S. citizen to check that out. Also, I'm sure there's going to be solutions around the world. Canada is working on it. We have a few law groups. I know that there's Gemstone University in the U.K. that uh, is really credible there. Uh, A lot of great, intelligent people. And uh, I'm sure wherever you are, New Zealand, uh, Mark Patelik is over in Australia. So people are working on it. And it's just going to require participation, right, and accountability, And so even if it sounds like some sort of crazy puzzle right now with a little bit of time, um, you can sort this out. And especially in the United States, you have a clear path and many people are are walking that and you just need to walk out and correct your status. And so even if it seems incredibly confusing, like James just said, it's actually not once you dive in um, you'll figure it out really quickly and you'll have people to help you because more and more every single day uh, people are doing this. And that's why we're recording a law summit on top of, The interviews that we're doing here so people can begin to understand this process, to connect with like-minded people and really great teachers who have been on this path a little bit longer to help guide the new uh, people along. So I'm just grateful for you and the assembly and and everything that you're committing to to help guide people in this process because this really is the, the solution because when you understand it, you realize that they have nothing. And uh, the more of us that um, can correct our status and know who we are and hold them accountable, this thing is going to all fall apart. But it is going to require our participation. uh, Sitting idly by is not going to do anything. We need to get off the bench and we need to participate. So um, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll we'll stay connected. I'll support however I can.
4: Thank you, man.
0: All right. Take care. See you guys. Bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the California State Assembly. They're doing incredible work, very important work. There are many other people um, doing law work. Um, we're doing the Choose Freedom Law Summit right now. You can find us over on Telegram. Um, you, know, you can find the link in my Instagram and over on my website. It's a very important... Uh, subject right now because freedom is a mindset and we need we need to know how to invoke our freedoms and the whole system is set up on deception and so we need to really quickly become aware of that to empower ourselves and our communities to know uh, how to reserve our rights because otherwise they presume you are their slave so you can actually learn how to uh, reserve your rights very very important to know what's going on here because a lot of us have been deceived and we've been asleep at the wheel but the good news is that we hold all the power once we reserve and retain our rights and understand what is going on. So please share this episode as far and as wide as you can. Share it out in the email blast. Share it in SMS. Share it uh, on your Facebook, but in direct messages because the censorship is absolutely insane. They deleted me from YouTube. Uh, shadow banning is massive. So I highly recommend going to Telegram, t.me forward slash Matt Belair. Uh, go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. If you want any support around you know peak performance, overcoming fear, knowing and living your life purpose, connecting to community, community, building the solutions that are necessary moving forward and so if you're looking for any support with with that i have lots of stuff for you uh, like the soul compass the quantum heart hypnosis the atomic alchemy group coaching or one-on-one coaching i'm here to support you and anyone who is looking to be the solution for these times that we are in and so the more of us that band together that stick together that work together we're going to find beautiful miraculous and amazing solutions so um, thank you so much for being here you have all of my support well wishes good vibes and energy and uh, and let's come into a state of peace and coherence Oh, also you know, joining the membership because uh, Patreon is going to delete me soon here too so if you go to mattbillair.com join the membership you can have it for free if you don't have any money uh, Matt at Zen Athlete just let me know or uh, you can chip in a couple bucks there's a few donation spots over there as well so um, just go to mattbillair.com and you'll see the membership so that would be helpful if you can um, so that's it so let's come into a state of peace and coherence wherever you are in the world Just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace joy contentment enthusiasm inspiration connection and ready to enjoy the rest of your day so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode